0: Matthew five, seventeen and following. Don't even begin to think that I have come to do away with the law and the prophets. I haven't come to do away with them, but to fulfill them. I say to you very seriously that as long as heaven and earth exist, neither the smallest letter nor even the smallest stroke of a pen will be erased from the law until everything there becomes a reality. Therefore, Whoever ignores one of the least of these commands and teaches others to do the same will be called the lowest in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever keeps these commands and teaches people to keep them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. I say to you that unless you are righteous, and unless your righteousness is greater than the righteousness of the legal experts and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard it said, long ago don't commit murder and all who commit murder will be in danger of judgment but I say to you that everyone who is angry with their brother or sister will be in danger of judgment if they say to their brother or sister you idiot they will be in danger of being condemned by the governing council and if they say you fool they will be in danger of fiery hell therefore If you bring your gift to the altar and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift at the altar and go. First make things right with your brother or sister and then come back and offer your gift. Be sure to make friends quickly with your opponents while you are with them on the way to court. Otherwise they will haul you before the judge. The judge will turn you over to the officer of the court and you will be thrown into prison. I say to you, in all seriousness, that you won't get out of there until you've paid every last penny. You have heard that it was said, don't commit adultery. But I say to you that every man who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery in his heart. If your right eye causes you to fall into sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose a part of your body than your whole body be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to fall into sin, chop it off and throw it away. It is better to lose a part of your body than that your whole body go into hell. It was said, whoever divorces his wife must give her a divorce certificate. But I say to you that whoever divorces his wife, except for sexual unfaithfulness, forces her to commit adultery, and whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard it said to those who live long ago. Don't make a false solemn pledge, but you should follow through on what you have pledged to the Lord. But I say to you that you must not pledge at all. You must not pledge by heaven because it's God's throne. You must not pledge by earth because it's God's footstool. You must not pledge by Jerusalem because it's the city of a great king. And you must not pledge by your head. Because you can't turn one hair white or black Let your yes mean yes And your no mean no Anything more than this comes from the evil one You have heard that it was said An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth But I say to you That you must not oppose those who want to hurt you If people slap you on your right cheek You must turn your left cheek to them as well And when they wish to haul you into court to take your shirt, let them have your coat too. When they force you to go one mile, go with them too. Give to those who ask, and don't refuse those who wish to borrow from you. You have heard that it was said, you must love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who harass you. So that you will be acting as children of your father who is in heaven. He makes the sun rise both on the evil and the good and sends rain on both the righteous and the unrighteous. If you only love those who love you, what reward do you have? Don't even tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers and sisters, what more are you doing? Don't even the Gentiles do the same? Therefore, just as your Heavenly Father is complete in showing love to everyone, so also you must be complete. Welcome to the Gather Grow Go podcast. I'm Pastor Daniel.
1: I'm Pastor Melissa.
0: And I'm just Kiefer. And today on the podcast, we continue looking at the Sermon on the Mount. We are, are now looking at this section that continues this embodiment of Jesus as the new Moses, where he lifts up, you have heard it said, and I say to you. Um
1: and this feels like the real section where you dive into the new Moses.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That this is, you know, he is on a mountain, there are commandments. And it is...
1: You know, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's pretty I mean, on that's the nose. Where, I mean, it is the sermon on the mouth. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. It's hard to get more on the nose. Yeah. But before we say too much, yep. we should probably do 30-second 30 30 recaps. 30-second recaps. Oh. Absolutely. I know that we just heard the section that we're recapping,
0: but... Well, that makes your job easier, doesn't it?
1: I don't know In if theory? it does. Okay. All right.
0: All right. Who's going first? Not me. I'm, I'm working on a quip. Right now, okay, okay, I'm,
1: I'm going to go first because right. I, I think I've got something good.
0: Okay. All right, in three, two, one.
1: So in this passage of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus basically says that you are thinking like, don't do this really terrible thing. Um, and as long as it, you don't act on it, you're good, you're safe, you're holy. But Jesus says, nah, the end.
0: Nice. <laughs> Twenty seconds. Very nice. All right, All right. I'm, I'm ready now. You are ready, keep? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Three, two, one. All right. I'm gonna go
2: John Wesley for this. Ooh. I think Jesus is is going in this direction of saying you've heard that it, you've you've heard it said do no harm, but I tell you do good. Like mm. go a step further than just don't, like don't just follow the rules. Do like it's an internal. You got to do good and come from a good place. And I'm not going to go further
0: than that. <laughs> I go. like that
1: we both were yeah. like we're going Last to be go very was so bad casual at the 30 second with thing. this. and it's not going to tell you probably enough, but yeah. no,
0: 27 seconds, Kiefer. All right, we haven't right. even made it to the the ding at the end of the timer here. I'm, I'm kind of disappointed. We didn't get the Oscar
2: cutoff music. Neither did right.
0: anybody That's at the Oscars. Right. Nobody. Okay, had Daniel. All right, <sighs> three, two, one. Countdown myself. That is You did. It was endeavor. wonderful. Now I'm losing five seconds. <laughs> uh, we'll give you a This restart. section on the Sermon on the Mount It boils down to Jesus' affirmation that baseline avoidance of terrible things is not enough. Being mindful of your motivation matters. And on the continuum between, let's take anger for an example, the continuum between getting grouchy with somebody and killing them. Jesus says, be mindful of every step of that continuum, not just the ultimate extreme end.
2: Oh, Ooh, that very nice. Nice. Very nice. I was like, so. was that with the five second penalty? At the yeah, yeah, right.
0: that's starting at like 24. It's <laughs> uh. <laughs> so pretty much at the same length that right. we were, were, we're but
1: good. actually accomplished it. Yeah. <laughs> I So, yeah, I do feel like this is, this is Jesus' Moses like embodied. Mm. It's the new Moses and like if you want to talk about like flipping things on its head, that's exactly what this is doing. And I also love the concept of um, not the concept the word that you use Daniel in your 32nd. Um, recap the continuum Mm, like that's what i feel like is happening here of like if you're at the place where you're ready to murder someone let's take it back (laughs) a step to like figure figure out how we got there yes let's because we act like you know going from like being upset with someone to murder is like one step but it's really you know a really long and it's not just with right i think Hopefully all our listeners aren't like at the place where they're like, I truly could murder someone. But right. there's other things in here too, right? That like challenge each of us. Like I can't help but in the the last like you have heard is said, but I say to you, mm-hmm. right? One of those like Jesus formulas that we get in this is that it's if you love someone who loves you,
0: Right? What are, just are you doing? Yeah. Right? Like, Aren't you just as good as
1: the tax collectors? Like, I mean, we could insert a lot of modern day equivalents there. Right. Of like, if you're super political, name your political opponent. Right? Like, there's mm, yeah. so much polarization in today's time. Of like, yeah, if if you identify in this way and you just love the people who also identify. That way. Right. Big whoop-de-doo is what I feel like Jesus is saying there. Mm-hmm. It's a very technical theological word. Big there. whoop-de-doo. That's Big right. whoop-de-doo.
0: Well, so uh, I the the phrase that was coming to mind my mind was cool story, bro. Yes. You know, if Jesus yes. is, is saying, Man, if you're telling Jesus a story of how you loved this guy who was so good to you or this lady who was so good to you and so much like you and so mm-hmm. he's like cool, nice job, bro. Yeah, uh, that is like below the the baseline of the bar right yeah. it's not you the don't get points for that the bar doesn't even
1: start right there yeah. it's it's all about uh, that mindfulness that you have and right. and it's not even just i think that's step 1 can you hold mindfulness like that's mm-hmm. what Jesus is inviting us to, like, are you even aware that you're just loving the people um, or just like, (laughs) um, are you just loving the people that love you? Or are you wanting to, you know, um, when we think about like adultery, right? Like there's um, in like trainings that you go to on like how to conduct yourself. It's never about like one big massive decision. It's all the little yeses. Mm -hmm. And it's like Jesus is trying to bring light to the little yeses. And once you're aware of those, that's when you can start to be like, so Jesus isn't even just saying, just notice them. Jesus says, we gotta start with noticing and then we have to be proactive Mm
2: -hmm.
1: in moving in appropriate directions to where we can love our enemy, right? We can make them buddies of ours even before they notice that they are our enemies, kind of thing. Right.
0: It's as though you know if if we think about the "thou shalt not commit adultery" or "thou shalt not uh, murder" as as the ultimate boundary that we shall not cross. Right. right? Yeah. En- envision this as, as a gigantic, you know, medieval castle. Right. Mm-hmm. This is the wall. Or I recently, you know, I was telling y'all a couple weeks ago, I watched the the series on uh, actually I was telling Bible study anyway. Um. <laughs> the the series on the rise of the ottoman empire and their their Mm
1: -hmm.
0: conquering of constantinople it's on
1: my netflix list to watch okay
0: it's actually pretty good (laughs) it's one of those mixes of um reenactment dramatization Mm -hmm. and history channel kind of nerdy people talking over the top kind of thing yeah so it it was good to my soul april was like i'm done (laughs) Um, but the the walls of constantinople there, there was a baseline outside wall, mm-hmm. right, that was of reasonable size. Then a gigantic moat and a wide open field and an interior wall and then an interior field and then the giant wall, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and so the, the thought and the reason why it kept people from conquering Constantinople for a thousand years, right, was getting through the first wall was hard. But then yeah. getting across the moat was hard, and then getting across the killing field after the moat was hard. And, and, and so what There's Jesus is saying so is, many. if you know, if, if murder or adultery or you know, failing mm-hmm. to love well is in Constantinople, be mindful of all the little boundaries that you got to have to cross before you get to the. It's not just did we do the terrible, no good, very bad thing, yeah. right? But what is going on internally within you? Um, that might even begin to have you to stair-step toward, you know, yeah. crossing the small boundaries yep. before you get to and the And I was going to say, boundary. I think Jesus would even like, you
1: know, once you're getting to those points of like walls and moats and all those kinds of things that you're crossing... Um, like I think you're even like halfway through the continuum. Like I mm. think Jesus is pushing you even further back. Like, you decide are you deciding to leave the camp? city to begin with? Yeah. yeah. Like, are you deciding yeah. to leave camp? Are you having conversations with strategists that are making that? Like, I think Jesus is pushing it all the way, all the way, all the way mm. back, and it's so radical. I mean, that's even one of them is retaliation, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that. I think that's so much in our spirit sometimes of like. Well, yeah, I have to go to Constantinople or whatever that boundary that you feel like is needing to be crossed because I need to get even with mm. them. You know,
2: there's—I think it's C.S. Lewis, probably *Great Divorce*, maybe um, where there's—he has this idea of like when he's talking to you know angels or whoever he's talking to in the book. He's—they're they're saying, "I don't want parts of you. I want—I want all of you." And so yeah. that—the that, reason I'm thinking of that is because like. He's sort of like, what are we trying to get rid of? Are we getting rid of murder? That's mm-hmm. like baseline. We should not be like <laughs> killing. Like if it's that hard for you to not murder someone or not like cheat on your wife or things like that, that's not what we're trying to get. I want all of you to be transformed. I want it internally for you to be transformed, mm. and that's what I want for the world. Ultimately, is for the, these things not to be happening, but also these things not even to be like in the DNA at all. Like there's no there's no chance of any. Of, any of this pain happening ever again. And so I like I like
0: that idea. Yeah. I, I love that. Speaking to the retaliation piece you talked about, right? This verse 38 and following, right? You've heard it said that you, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, right? This is actually an example where Moses has already raised the bar mm-hmm. on ancient yeah. people and Jesus is raising it again, right? The yep. the law of Moses, right? The commandment from God, the eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth piece, right? Is actually aimed at ending a cycle of um hyperbolic retaliation right Mm -hmm. retaliation that goes above and beyond it's like you you harmed my pride therefore i will kill you right (laughs) right right (laughs) and and then i killed you therefore your clan kills 10 of my people and i mean you know sort of we have what starts as a baseline i offended your sensibilities right ends up with the death of many many people right so the eye for an eye and tooth for tooth in the day of Jesus would have been seen as already an elevated bar, right? Mm -hmm. Already a push back on the continuum to say, look, you slap me in the face, I get to slap you back, but then we're going to quit, right? You poke my eye out, I'm going to get yours, but then we're going to quit. And Jesus, again, is inviting Mm -hmm. us to say, you know, yeah, that's elevated, Mm -hmm. right? And that's trying to limit retaliation but he's taken it even it's that higher level
2: long arc right like of of scripture mm. and of the, the of Martin history is always closed. bending yeah. towards justice, justice or in this case like equal like there's an even playing field that is sort of always trying to be achieved between people it's mm-hmm. like there's no like it was the first step was okay don't like over over retaliate like everybody deserves you know exactly the same thing right. here and mm. then jesus is that going a step further and like if we're going to get rid of all of this then we shouldn't even be thinking about how to retaliate at all. Like there is no retaliation in the kingdom. There's no harm. There's no, this is the, so it's, yeah, I just like that arc, that narrative. It's, it used to not be too clear to me because the Old Testament was hard when I was a kid. <laughs> but now that I, I don't know, that since I've grown up, it's it's easier to see that kind of long arc and kind of just the arrow of the of the narrative of scripture, always pointing at, uh, <clears throat> I don't know, justice and equality and things like that. So
1: Yeah, and I feel like that, you know, Jesus is having a teaching moment here, right? Like, even though this is his biggest chunk of teaching, like, I think there are so many other pieces that you could add to this, that you could hear Jesus saying like, okay, well, if like, you know retaliation really isn't your thing or if anger isn't the like emotion that you go to but like fear is the ang- is mm. the emotion that you yeah. go to like i could see jesus pushing against that like what is making you fearful of your neighbor like right. you know and, and pushing you through those kinds of things or if shame is something you carry you know and you have this mm. like um distorted image of self or of others like you know what is What is causing the shame? What is going to allow you to to become aware and step it back and step it back to where you have those um, proactive kind of pieces that you move in on as well of how am I not just going to release these emotions um, and the actions that are kind of at the like, into the line of the extreme of the emotions right right? but also how are you going to move in the opposite direction of the continuum Mm. to produce goodness to produce more of um if anger is the place that you go to what work are you going to do to produce more peace Mm. in the world if Mm. um, fear is what you um go to, how are you going to work in the world to produce more places of community um, where people in diversity and um, people are drawn together in those spaces? You know, yeah. those kinds of things. I think you also could hear Jesus saying mm-hmm. in the midst of all this.
0: There's this, yeah that movement, you know, it's not just the avoidance of the extreme, but the proactive movement of uh, in the opposite direction. Yeah, uh, that is, yeah. And, and I love, Kiefer, Kiefer, you were using kingdom language a minute ago, right? Mm-hmm. And that can can be language that triggers some people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in this context, the, the language of the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God is sort of, uh, we could use alternative language of in God's preferred future, right? In, in the space where God lives, breathes, and dwells, and humanity li- is at its fullest, right? And is that place where it is created to be. Right. Right. There is no retaliation there. You know, anger is not present. We have moved mm-hmm. not just to, from avoidance of something bad, but toward the progression of something good.
2: Yeah, um, the the hard the thing that I think has gotten maybe mixed up in the long arc of the, of the church's history, too, is like what the kingdom language, like you were saying, sometimes can be can mean different things to people. And like I was talking about that dual citizenship concept last week where it's like I'm a part of the world and also part of this thing inside of me that's sort of supposed to be already there like the idea mm. isn't that it's this thing that we have to like achieve that we get later it's like yes it's later but it's also now kind of thing mm-hmm. is the scripture and the the weird thing that i've always been kind of struggling with is is this something that we have to like Provide, like are we working toward like kingdoms kingdom language also brings up in my mind like conquering kind of langu- like mm. you have to go spread your kingdom kind of a thing right. but if the kingdom is sort of supposed to be this thing that's already there then it's more been about like unconquering the things that i've that it, that are like over it like the mm. things that we've kind of put over the like the lines oh, and like the walls and the moats you know what i mean like yeah. it's sort of this it's the opposite and i think that's mm. jesus is definitely getting at that I think in all of this you've heard this but I'm telling you this it's it's like get rid of we're, we're tr- it's there's this sense of I don't even want to say backtracking I don't know exactly how to say maybe what I'm trying to undoing. say but it's like it's it's undoing all of the walls and the moats and the like the things that we've mm-hmm. that we've put in in place or over top of the the
0: kingdom that's already here. Um yeah I and know. I think one of the things for me it's like the me... good person wall Yeah, right it's, it's like oh, yeah. I'm not murdering I'm not committing therefore I'm good right. and nothing else is required of me. Yeah, no, right? there's more. Yeah. It's I'm digging, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, there's yeah. yeah, more work to do.
1: And one of the like what what all that has been making me think of too of of this conversation is how um when I like to talk about kingdom language, like I don't appreciate it when um sometimes we put the kingdom as like such a far off like Daniel, mm. I love mm, your yeah. image of like preferred future like that we can move into and towards mm. that now. Um, whereas when you talk kingdom language, sometimes it can be, well, when we all die, it'll be perfect. Mm. But instead,
0: (laughs) but instead,
1: like when I talk about kingdom, I mean, like, how are we digging it out right now? And right mm-hmm. like, I'm, i digging out is going to be a new phrasing for that. Yeah, I love that image, keeper. That it's all, and I even say that like it's all already here. It's just how are we helping people to see it? And mm. really, when you come to this, like that is the exact invitation to kingdom work, yeah. or God's preferred future work that's happening right here in this passage. Is it's that action towards saying like. Don't don't wait, don't wait for me to fix it all mm-hmm. at the end. Be a part of yeah. this work.
2: You were kind of talking a, a little bit about both of y'all a, sort of touched on hope, sort of like if, like in your messages on Sunday actually.
1: We never talk about hope. No, yeah, never ever found. <laughs> the the thing that I struggled
2: with a lot in college actually was the idea of like what hope meant as a as a disciple and a Christian because it was like it always felt like there was this sense of what we're hoping for is this thing in the future in the sky and the mm-hmm. it, like this thing that will come later that will sort of undo everything. And I started to get a sense around like when I became an adult and things that there was really a hopelessness in that mm-hmm. with like mm. what's in front of us, like what, yeah. where we're where, where we're at right now. And I and the, the part of that that was always difficult for me was like if I'm if all of my hope is placed in this thing, then not only does that make me completely like separated from the world in front of me and hopeless about the way things are. It just like kind of, it honestly kind of takes all weight and action off of myself. Like there's no, there's no call in that there. And so I I was struggling to have this like hope in a future because it doesn't, But because there was also all this language about being called like as a disciple. And I was like, where's the call? if If everything gets fixed over here, like what am I supposed to do here? And so I think there is this inherent thing in what jesus is saying always but definitely in the sermon on the mount of like a call right into the the right now like we're Mm -hmm. we're starting now there is no waiting and hoping for this later for god to come in and fix everything it's we're we're part of that story we are characters in this like it's not a yeah
0: so yeah yeah. so like the kingdom of heaven is at hand and yet coming it's a yes and it's not an either or right right it is both imminently realizable yes And also something that will become more fully realized over time and space Mm -hmm. in that continuum.
1: Hope begins with Jesus exposing the, you have heard it said, (laughs) right? But I say to you, right? Like hope begins, I think, in that, but I say to you. Mm. And hope is realized Mm. when we start to take part of the work and invitation that Christ is offering us to. Um, And that hope, you know, we can see coming Mm. again and
0: again. Would you say hope is found in oh. our response to I was,
1: I was resisting saying it so much. But, yes, hope is found. Man. Hashtag you can buy more of the books on <laughs> <Right>. Amazon. No. <laughs> right. uh, uh,
0: Advent next year, if you missed it this year, it will be fantastic. Um, and I don't yes. say that because I wrote it. I say that because Melissa wrote it. Um, <laughs> now, so are we really, I mean, all jokes aside, this is a, a – a vision of God's preferred future. And I think God's preferred present. I I think Kiefer, you uh, push us there. And I think that's important. Um, that should give us hope, right? Should help cure some of that apathy that can come. If, if all I got to do is wait to die and then it'll magically be fixed. Well, then I guess I just got to live life and not worry about the injustice that Mm -hmm. I see, not worry about the places where, um, you know, hate and anger and frustration are lived out. Um, Today, we're gonna continue to dive deeper into this and hope that you find some additional hope as we embrace Lectio Divina again. Today, Kiefer is gonna lead us in, in Lectio and we hope that you are in a place where you can fully invest yourself in these readings of scripture today.
2: On this first reading, Just be mindful of a single word that jumps off the page that might bring up certain imagery or anything for you. What word do you hear? But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Have a word, make a note of it, mentally or a real note of it, hold on to it, why is that word jumping out to you? What is God trying to say to you? On the second reading be mindful of how you're feeling, what emotion is stirring in you as you hear Jesus's words. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Emotion is stirring in your soul. How does this make you feel? Hold on to that emotion and make a note of it. And finally, on this third reading of Jesus' words, what call is do you hear what action are you being called to? What are you going to do with this commandment? But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. What is being dug up in your world, in your soul? What change needs to be made? What actions are you being called to? To better live as a citizen of the kingdom? Make a note of it. Hold on to it.
0: Thank you, God, for your revelation, for what you have brought forth to our minds, to our hearts, and to our lives. Amen.
2: Amen. So, Daniel, did you have a word? In there?
0: It, it was interesting. You know, this is a section that I've studied quite a bit recently. Mm. You know, as we talked about last week, I, I'm in the midst of teaching on this right now. And, and so sometimes when I do Lectio, it's, it's, it's a passage of scripture that I haven't really dug deep intellectually on for a while. Um, but this one I have. And so I was intrigued to see how uh, what might spark and what might leap off the page and, or into my ears. And, and the word pray mm. was the one that got me. Um, and, and the more I wrestled with it, um, because it's tied to my feeling, right? Um, because the feeling w- was a bit of guilt because I'm quick to pray for people I love. I'm quick to pray for people who I know I'm quick to pray for, for those I've concern for or with. But confessionally, I don't pray for people who make me nuts all that often, right? <laughs> who um right? But but that's the challenge here, right? right? The, that is the and, and so um, remembering in those most sacred and holy moments, not just the people who are close to you, who and you claim as family, who you love like family, who um, it's easy to remember and hold in okay. that time, but also those. Who, whether they're far or near, um, cause r- difficulty in in, um, in life, right? Mm-hmm. Whether to you or to people you care about or to people you love, uh, that challenge w- was real for me. And so it, um, the action piece at the, I mean, all of this kind of ties together is well, shoot, um, you know, I'm going to have to be more intentional. Right. You know, the call is. To, to pray not just for those who I know who are hurting and not just with those whom I love, but also um, prayers for, for folks who um, are more difficult to love, whether that's mm-hmm. um, you know, people who I could name, right? Or just groups of people who, who make us nuts, right? right. Um, and so I, I think that challenge is real for me. And and I, I'm interested, you know, just intellectually on this to see um and spiritually as well. I think Jesus invites us to do this not because God needs to hear more prayers for different kinds of people, right? right? But for the the transformation it might bring within us, right? It's a whole lot harder to love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Um, if you're having to pray for the person you know for for the person who might be classified in that enemy category more than that neighbor category right, right. Um, right. you know it, it it helps you break down that internal categorization of folks So yeah you know whether it's somebody who it feels like their life's job on TV is to to push every one of your buttons right yes um if, if you you know hold them in the same kind of reverence and care that you hold, the people you love, who you pray for, right? Mm-hmm. How does that break down and help you see the humanity and, and the God-createdness even in that other person? Uh, right. So I'm intrigued to to see how that gets lived out. Uh, what jumped off the page for you, Kiefer? Interestingly enough, my word was enemies.
2: Okay, um, and I've the the thought that kind of kept coming up was. Um, and this might be, I've been also thinking about just my sevenness, which we've talked mm. about before on the podcast and stuff, is just, in my mind, in, enemy is such a strong word.
0: Oh, sure. And yeah. I don't
2: know that I've ever, like, you were talking about those classifications. I'm not sure that I would have ever have used the word enemy to describe mm. someone, Fair. especially somebody yeah. that I knew. But even in, like, general, like, I'm always like, oh, everybody's good. You know, I would be right. down. It's like, I've always, that's like... I, that's, I can't help that that's where my brain kind of tries to go all the time. And there's even in that a sort of trying to skirt, I think, around like, well, I, I don't have any enemies. So I'm sort of mm. exempt from this part because, you okay. know, I, I've never sure. called anyone my, you know, right. it's like, so I felt, you know, there's and convictions, not necessarily the word that I would have used to describe my feeling, which we'll get to in a second. But um, the, the word enemies for me, I just started to think, okay. Either I need to, in my mind, just for the sake of me being imperfect, replace that word with something that a word that I might use mm. um so that I can better hear yeah. hear words from Jesus yeah. um and figure out you know um who my enemies are, which right. is still just a weird word to me. I don't know that yeah, and so um I don't know i think I think I need to uh kind of figure out the what's the easy and what's the the hard for me i need to i need to be better at um not just saying oh i don't have any enemies so I'm, right. you know i'm good um yeah so the the word was enemies for me
0: i think that's interesting cuz you're right i mean i don't know that i would have said i have these people who are yes. enemies right <laughs> but i do have like a a cohort of people that i just avoid mm-hmm. right um yeah and and you know not not because I have animosity, right, but because sometimes there are things that are said or things that are done that do provoke within me frustration or anger or, yeah. man, you're missing the point, or what about this angle? And, you know, it, mm-hmm. it feels like, you know, people who intentionally stir the pot, yes. right, just <laughs> to um, – because they thrive in conflict and controversy or they've got a financial interest in controversy you know mm-hmm. I think our cable news channels of all stripes do this right oh, yeah. part of their job is to keep you through the through the ad break right right and and the ad break uh, is what pays their bills right mm-hmm. and, and so they'll you know have this you know really pot stirring kind of um, cliffhanger throw it a commercial and then Every come back minutes. and <laughs> it's nothing right but yeah. and, and so for me i you're right i think realistically i don't wouldn't have labels of people that i would call enemy but i do have categories of folks that i just avoid right these are the people right. who you post three too many political articles on my facebook you're going to get snoozed for 30 days right? <laughs> you know and so does that avoidance look more like how that kind of enemy concept gets lived out for for right. more than just me i don't know um an interesting thing you bring up yeah yeah so um, what what feeling was provoked within you
2: i i well now that i said conviction i'm not i, I just still don't know that it's that the the feeling was definitely just a sense of Melissa is so much better at picking these words to describe mm. she, she always says it doesn't have to make sense to everybody it just has to make sense to you um, but i don't know it was just Like a, like a sense of, I I really like don't have a word for it. I'll stick with conviction. So, so I felt like a, just the sense of, um, needing to sit back down and reevaluate and, and, um, kind of be better at drawing those lines and figuring out, um, prayer and and enemies and all, all these things that it's so it seems so straightforward when he says it like it's just mm. i'm telling you pray for your enemies or love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you and he just it's like this big thing that he just sort of seems to blow pat like he just keeps going and that right. that would have been the point where i get hung up like he he was all these i tell you don't adulter but I say, don't do this. And you've heard this and this. And I was, I would be like nodding along the whole time. And then this is where I would sort of recede into my mind. And may, maybe even to like, I hate to say it, but this is, that would be the thing that that sentence would be the one that really hit me where I would just sort of start going like, oh yeah, who are, who, who are my enemies? Like, what am I, what am I doing? And, and how do I go forward like this? How do I pray for my enemies if I don't even know who they are? So it was just kind of the sense of, um, conviction i guess
0: Mm. yeah yeah this the the moment that caught you where you'd hit pause and you know whether you literally hit pause or not you're checking out of that moment to to spend time Mm -hmm. i think being attentive to to your spirit and your soul in the midst of that right Mm -hmm. i mean i think that uh one of the incredible joys of my work is that often i will offer sermons and, and get feedback from folks at the end of it and and i'm always amazed at what sticks yeah and sometimes it's the thing you spend all week making sure is is really good so that it will stick. And sometimes it's just that thing that uniquely spoke to that one person in that moment of their life because of everything else that was going on. It kind of hit them and gripped them in a different way. Yeah. Um, what about you? The, uh, well, I mean, it was that guilt, that conviction, that kind of, you know, sense that I need to be in prayer, you know, because... For for the people who I'd be more tempted to avoid, right, or mm-hmm. more tempted to, you know, not the folks who who it's easy to pray for, right? Right. Um, Bob Goff on one of his in one of his books when he is teaching on this, how do you love your enemies? Piece, right? His basic advice is to to love. It's either three seconds at a time or five seconds at a time, but love people, you know, for three to five seconds at a time. And then, you know, make the commitment internally if you're having to have a one-on-one conversation with somebody you normally (laughs) avoid. Commit to five seconds. Hmm. And then when that's done, commit to another five seconds. You know, and and sort of break it down into, and it may be 30 seconds, I don't know, but break (laughs) it down into sort of chunks that you're like, okay, I can do that. Right? Because no matter how much somebody makes you nuts, no matter how much you want to hit mute on somebody in real life, you've got 30 seconds to give to that. Yeah. Right? And then you got thirty more seconds to give. Hmm. Um, and you know, I think that invitation to to love, and and I think it's important to be clear here, right? Jesus is not saying, except as gospel, the words of people who persecute you. Except as gospel, the words of people who. I mean, there's yes. a distinction between loving somebody and allowing them to spew all sorts of sort of hate at you or on you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and let it be formative in your soul. Right. Right. Um, so I think it's interesting. For those of you noticed, we, we lost Melissa in the yep. midst of Lectio. Uh, she had a, another commitment that um, she had to leave for, but know that she had many deep thoughts to share based on this. So oh, you'll yes. just have to track her down in person and ask her how her loving and her enemies is going. Thank you for joining us today on the Gather, Grow, Go podcast. I'm Pastor Daniel.
1: I'm Pastor Melissa.
0: And I'm just Kiefer. We are so
2: glad that you are here listening to this conversation and participating in um, this podcast and in this conversation in all the, all the ways that you are and we want more people, as many people as possible really to be a part of this conversation and so the best way we can make that happen is if you share this, if you like it, if you, if you follow us and if you give this to somebody um, send them the SoundCloud link or the, the Apple Podcast link or or whatever um, you can do uh, and 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 let them know that we are talking about Jesus, and that we are talking about the Sermon on the Mount, and that we are doing lectio divina and um, and all the things, so that we can bring more people into this conversation.
0: And as we go into this next week in this journey of life and faith together, I want to give you an invitation to grow. Today, I invite you to do as Jesus says: to not just love your neighbor and hate your enemy, not just love the people who are easy to love, but make the choice and maybe name in your head right now one person who it's difficult for you to love. To love them this week. Begin by praying for them, but continue by letting your action follow your prayer. Find a way to offer care, to offer grace, to offer love to an enemy this week that is your invitation to grow
1: and now go receive this benediction this blessing that's meant to be lived out as you live this week may you go knowing that if you are in a space where you feel like all the moats and walls and killing fields have been crossed in your life and you're so close to knocking down the last door jesus blesses you if you are living in a space where you feel like you are in the neutral place on the continuum, Jesus blesses you. If you feel like you have been mindful of where you are and where Jesus is setting the bar higher for you, Jesus blesses you. And if you feel like you are moving, pushing us into Jesus's preferred present and future for this earth, for the kingdom of heaven. Jesus blesses you. May you go in peace. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen.